dollar. Look. Got my cousin like we bang blue, bang blue. Homies in my circle, it's the same crew, same crew. Used to never win, now we can't lose, we can't lose. Cold game, don't let it change you. Watch the people you keep in your company, your company. You can't come around if you ain't one of me. This is big dog status, I'm a big dog, big dog. And I put that on my mama. They say I'm outspoken. They be quiet, my mouth talking. I've been out in the field, life for real. Not a drill, this ain't the route chosen. But my appeal fit with the real fame without boasting. Less of a thrill, more Navy SEAL. <laughs> Militant but rational, vigilant. I be in my feelings, it's hard ignoring my sentiment. They say me to death, book them. I'm all about the Benjamins. Hard hat and some Timberlands, noble. That's my synonym. My rank is a higher up when it come to moral compass. Sense of direction, still elite when I drink in functions. Henny on the rocks, I be drinking tea at the luncheon. Get it from my daddy, I come. With a little dysfunction Please excuse the temper and lack of the small talk Ay, I'ma make it clear so don't ask me to ballpark No, they ain't really cutting Not from our cloth Taking solace and how they speak and know that they far off Pilots beyond my means Know how much I'm worth but I'm richer than what it seems Soul is pure gold and a lot of millions in green The one that calls the scene cause I never be on the scene Always on base, bruh, never in between They confused in a pickle The game will do you cold, they abuse and dismiss you Family full of alphas, I'm diffused in the issues They protective, watching for the ones that use and forget you on my mom and them That my cousin like we bang blue, bang blue Homies in my circle, it's the same crew, same crew Used to never win, now we can't lose, we can't lose Cold game, don't let it change you Watch the people you keep in your company, your company You can't come around if you ain't one of me This is big dog status, I'm a big dog, big dog Twenty cousins deep before the fame, this ain't an entourage Got a couple Debo's, but the ego, they do not massage Ain't worried what's in my garage Make sure the family's straight Proud for what they manhood, but don't nobody act away Isolate like castaway, charisma of a Cassius Clay Wine, I do a glass a day Aging in my fashion space, stressing about the taxes paid This should be crazy, but I still got enough to feed my babies, babies, babies <laughs> Big money, dang dollars, not for dollar signs Whole circle, college grads, family shit, proud of mine Pray we got a lot of time, remember Build, bid, and sustain it. Real vision arrangement. Took painful and made it painless. What a beautiful painting. Mona Lisa. Stamps all on the visas. Unity, Queen Latifah. But we ain't living single. We proudly do for our people. Treat our women as equals. The kids is gonna be the sequels. It's the home team. Nigga. Big money with a shovel. Why they got it out the dirt? I done got it out the dirt. Mm-hmm. Circle full of homies. We done all put in the work. We done all put in the work. Mm-hmm. I ain't worried about the fame. I just play the game, I just play the game mm-hmm. Big dog, big status, big money, big thing Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up, what up, this your boy, man, I am London Alexander, I am here with my guys, uh, first of all, that was Dame Dollar home team, um, that was playing, uh, shout outs to Dame Dollar, man, he's doing his thing in the league, uh, we're just gonna do a round circle of, man, of everybody here, um, let them introduce themselves. uh, so, I'm gonna go ahead and start with my guy right here, Andre Lawrence, coach of Jefferson High School, let's go. Rigo Nunez on the court. Coach Wools, assistant coach at Jefferson High School. Let's do it. So this is the Northwest Sports Connection spot podcast, talking everything sports, everything Northwest, everything basketball, 
mostly basketball related, but we're getting to a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, but you know, we really inside this girl world. So, um, we're going to go around real quick, uh, and just talk about our why, uh, especially in the girls basketball, uh, what made us really want to get into, uh, coaching, especially into this girls world. So I start with our head coach, coach Dre. Yo, yo, yo. So, uh, I got into this, um, this coaching world and this thing, my why is my daughters that I have, I got three daughters that play basketball and uh, I'm all in for them. So that's my why, why I got into this game and why I'm putting my all into the sport of girls basketball. Um, my, uh, I got a son as well. So that's my other why, why I'm in this sports world, trying to build it the best they can so they can get what they want at the market. And that's, uh, as all aspect of life, not just basketball. I'm talking about financial life. Uh, things uh, basketball is bigger than that. So we we here at Jefferson High School is not just teaching basketball. We teaching life. So believe that. So if you want to go, if you don't want to play basketball in college, best believe you're gonna learn how to be a human being, uh, a respectful person in the community when you leave our program. That's what we do. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Well, my why is uh, similar. Uh, I have two daughters. I love basketball. I love the lessons within. I love being in the trenches. I love the way the gyms smell. I love the emotions and feelings that you get from the sideline seeing your children play and your team play, or that may take you back when you were a player back in the day. Yep. <clears throat> Just the gym and the year, the, the seasons. Of course, we're in an off season right now. Uh, my why besides that is, you know, I, you, wherever you take your kids, you got to trust that the coach got the best interest of not just your kids, but the team and where they need to go beyond the, the lines. To me, that's huge. That's important. You know, that's why, you know, I'm trying to get a, a water boy job at Jefferson High School if I can, <laughs> because uh, they have quality people. They got good parents, good kids. They got phenomenal academic programs, which is actually super underrated. And, and that's important to me. I mean, when someone talks to you straight up and tells you their why and, and what they envision, that's important for me. That's, that's huge. So yeah. just my why is humongous, but it starts with my children, starts with my home, and starts with the love of basketball. Yeah, that's dope. Uh, my why is... A little similar, but, man, I love coaching. I love uh, putting game plans together. I love out X and O and people, right? I love moving those chess pieces on the chessboard. And, um, I mean, I really love the underdog part of it, right? We come to Jefferson. I've been able to coach with uh, Coach Ray the last two years. We haven't been able to do anything this year. This would have been our third year. Right. And so he started there, and he gave me a call to come give him a, a hand. And, you know, happy that he did that. But now we're moving into we got a good incoming class. And, you know, I really can't I really can't wait till we can get on the floor and show, you know, what we've been teaching these kids. So, you know, my why is just really loving the game and really wanting to teach it and really wanting to out philosophy and out chess people. Right. Right. Facts. And and I am Coach Alex. Uh, my why is I think uh, I didn't get a call from Dre. Uh, but, you know, I was at Self Enhancement and I heard that he was going to be <clears throat> the head coach over at 
at Jefferson, and uh, I ran up to him. I was like, hey, man, if you're going to be coaching, put me on. And he kind of looked at me like, all right, <laughs> here, yeah, okay, here. I, You know, he hollered at me. Like, he was open, but, you know, he, you know, he probably didn't take me serious. And this is real talk. We have a real conversation. This, right. You know, this is. I, I would too. Hey, <laughs> here we see. Here we go. We're gonna start. We're gonna start this early. We we're not gonna get to no subject because of this. But uh, you know, he didn't. He didn't take me. I don't know if he probably was like. He probably wanted to see like, oh man, this dude right here. I know he, you know, he play all the time. But uh, but he gave me a chance. And so, uh, but my why is just. I mean, I I just love the game and I love working with the young ladies. I, I was doing that before. Um, and uh, it's and again, I don't have any kids. You know. Right now, my son can't play basketball. He got banned, but that's a different story. <laughs> listen, yeah, he got you, banned from soccer. Listen, bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. basketball. <laughs> yeah, my nigga, listen, he did, he came to a basketball game with no shorts. On. <laughs> listen, it's a wrap. You don't want to play. <laughs> you the only black kid with no shorts. He was on there with he had he had basketball shoes and leggings and a jersey. I say, hey, man, you're done. <laughs> Hey, this is your last game. Hey, man, we're going to wrestle, man. <laughs> Listen. We're going to wrestle. Hey, man, this is your last game. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this is it. When that buzzer go out, it's over for yeah, you. Yeah, just throw your jersey. <laughs> just, hey, sign it and give it away. <laughs> it's a wrap, man. When you wear nothing, when you wear nothing but stretch pants and no shorts to a basketball game and play the whole game and don't know that you don't have shorts on, <laughs> You know what? But you know what? I got to blame that on uh, you, Raheem. I got to blame wow. that on you, Raheem. Why? Man, we supposed to lay out their they jerseys, their uniforms. We're supposed to have them prepared and ready. So if he went in the leggings, that means that you didn't. No, but I came late that game. Oh, okay. No, no, I came see, late. See, I was, see? I was, no, no, I came late. Listen, of course, I'm going to get him, right? I came late, and, and when I walked in, guess the first thing I saw? The only black kid with no shorts on. Oh, and his okay. mom and them knew my face because they was laughing. It was cracking up. But they was like, don't say nothing because he don't know. What? He's He's pulling at his pants like he has on... You know how when you at the free throw line and you grab me a shorts, he was doing that to his leg. I said, hey, man, this, look, hey, this is your last game, okay? Uh, but let's unpack something, though. Um, Rigo. Yes, sir. So let's talk about just where you were before you came to Jeff. Because I know um, when the first the first time I heard about a Rigo, you know, Coach Dre was like, yeah, hey, we got this new guy, and uh, his name is Rigo. And I was like, man, who? Man, Rigo, who? Man, what are we talking about? We adding new people to the what we hey, I don't know, man. I don't know. He was like, Yeah, uh I already Rigo, had Rigo. No, no, you didn't. didn't and tell I, me no, I, I, and I, I never knew your name. Hold, I could never forget. Hold you on, name. you said the first time? Cause that was the first ten times. First day of my first ten times I said, Yeah, and then Rigo, he's like, Who's Rigo? <laughs> I, I couldn't forget. Man, the name. tall dude that was the Oh yeah. There yeah. Hey yeah, so uh Derecha, Rigo. Who's Rigo? Listen, bro, listen. Oh, so yeah, it wasn't just the first. It, time. No, you're right. It was the first twenty times. But, I could never but get at that point. Was. We didn't really know, right? What Alex's mindset? He's everywhere, right? And right. the thing about it, and that's why when he asked me, "Hey, Drake, hey, I'm trying to coach with you," and I look like, "All right, <laughs> cool, cool, <laughs> hit me up, right?" Cause, I mean, I know Alex. I yeah. knew Alex for a long time, but at the end of the day. Everybody speaks, right? right? Everybody speaks what they want to do. Everybody wants to do it. Everybody wants to work hard. Everybody come to you. So I'm not a, I'm not a mean person. Hit me up, bro. He won't hit me. We good. We'll move on. He hit me. With, but at the end of the day, he's proven that he's 
willing to change and willing to grow, willing to do anything for these girls in this program. I mean, it was me, him in the gym looking for girls <laughs> walking the gym at Jefferson High School. Oh, I have nobody. Open gym, y'all. No girls, just me and him. Like, and the bleachers. Like reality of it. So he's proven that he think, but yeah, it was a straight like, uh, come on. Yeah. Like you ain't, because at the end of the day, everybody got a reputation. But what people, what that taught me and me teaching the girls is everybody can change and everybody, yeah. you can't judge nobody for what they've done in the past. Give everybody a chance. And I gave him a chance. And like I said, and the, the man is. We're here. It, man, we're right here and we're moving to. Where we're going is just amazing. It's crazy. <laughs> like, get, get ready. I don't, but, think, uh, I don't think people No, know. it's crazy. But yeah, go ahead. So, but Regal, let's talk about, you know, where you was before and, you know, your transition from there to to Jeff. And then uh, when was it the turning point where you realized, like, man, Jeff is exactly where you want to be? Because I'm, you could talk about opportunities that I'm pretty sure that's been thrown your way and you've stayed, stayed down. Man, ten toes down with Jeff with our program. So what? Let's, can we talk about that? If yeah, yeah. So for me, it's um, I have a huge emphasis on family. You know what I mean? And trusting who you with. In my word, your word. That means something to me. I mean, I I I can go way back. I mean, I'm originally from the East Coast. Was born in Dominican Republic. Moved to New York City. I came up in the game playing baseball. Okay. I have tons of cousins that are in the. Majors currently, I have family that are playing uh, baseball and was my first love. I broke my wrist multiple times, so I started playing basketball in eighth grade, which hence explains that, you know, all these middle school championships, they don't mean too much, which is a mindset that I share with uh, Coach Dre that, you know, it's where they're going to be and where they're going that matters, you know, not where they are today. So various concepts that I that I share in, in the way we think is similar. Uh, but the reality is, you know, going a little bit back, I play basketball at the University of Massachusetts for John Calipari, and we still have a family. <clears throat> I don't know if you've been to our, to our lab, you know, there's a photo there of our family, man. We, we are so deep. We have such a strong connection, um, globally with, Everybody that has been coached by Calipari, we came together um, three or four years ago to just hang out as a family. Right, right. You know, and so the turning point, uh, you know, and, and there's a lot of in between there, but, right. you know, I, I was coaching. I mean, I coached in, I was an athletic director at a prep school. I won New England titles. I won national titles with play as a player, as a volleyball player. We won the national title for prep school. So we're talking about guys that play in the Olympics. Um, for basketball, we won uh, when there was one AAU team for each um, state. We won the national title. Uh, so and then at a prep school level, you're talking about your coaching. NBA players. I mean, all, and you're coaching against college level players. And I was an assistant coach with the uh, with now the athletic director at uh, uh, Proctor Academy, and and that really gave me an opportunity to see basketball from a different perspective. Coaching was something that was different. But I, you know, when I was at University of Massachusetts, I was actually a a walk on. You know, I, I came in and it showed that. Hard work can pay off. 
And then as I was like, you know, six, seven, eight men, and uh, I had an opportunity to watch a lot of games, you know, uh, we were pretty successful at that time. So when I came here to Oregon, all I wanted to do was help kids, black and brown especially, uh, but anybody that steps into a gym, I was going to respect and give them an opportunity. I had an opportunity to meet Woos when I was a head coach uh, Roosevelt years ago, 2012 or so. I think you were Vanport and yeah, um, coaching AU at the time. And uh, and he came up to me and he wanted space in the gym. Mm -hmm. And this is going to connect everything, you know. He right. wanted space in the gym. And I said, why not? I mean, this is what we're here for. Our community is supposed to support each other and give each other opportunities. So um, I was actually let go from Roosevelt as a coach, which it was a blessing, you know. Right. The timing, everything, you know. Doors are closed for you. Sometimes they're meant to be closed because there's a bigger door opening up for you. And even then, you know, with my kids, I, I wanted to ensure that my daughters had a place to play. And I didn't want them to to be coached because basketball has been evol evolving, especially for young women, uh, where it, it's a different mentality and the yeah. way that you coach women versus men. Not that one is less skilled, but it's just different approach, the different type of human beings. And... Um, and I wanted to ensure that my daughters was learning basketball, not uh, not for then that time, but for the future and what was going to happen. You know, I, I kept pushing the idea. It's not where you are right now. It's where you're going to be uh, five years. And, you know, and Kobe said it best, you know, it's not where we are right now that matters. It's when the money is on the line that is really going to matter. Right. So then how we connected is like, who's whisper uh, at Coach Dre and say, hey, I have this guy. Maybe you guys should connect. And we connected. And right away, I respected his game, but I had some commitment that kept me back and forth and so on um, because uh, my word is it means everything to me. And then I got, it got to a point that I gave everybody the opportunity to do what they said they were going to do, right. and nobody followed through like Dre did. I mean, and, and to me, that's, that speaks volume. Right. And that his kids love basketball and and that they're amazing kids is it's great for me because it's a reflection of of the dad right. first and then coach, you know, like third or fourth down the line. <laughs> but as a dad to be able to instill the work ethic and, and the desire and the passion and give kids the avenue and the platform to be successful. That sold me, you know, but the most, the, the one thing that really, really sealed the deal for me, it was Drace did what he said he was going to do. Right. And he never steered me wrong from there. And to me, that, that's a big deal. So Coach Kyle, he might scream at you, he might yell at you, but he does what he said he's going to do. And on top of that, he's got the kids' best interests at heart. Right. Regardless of what the appearances out there. I mean, my, my coach has had a couple of faux pods here lately, but uh, I still love him because he takes care of her kids. But there's some things, you know, that politically are above and beyond, you know, what, what we could do as regular folks, right? But to me, that should not be any excuse. So I'm not excusing anybody for those things, but I know that his heart is in the right place. But money talks where you're at, and that's a big deal. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so to me, I mean, I'm sold, man. I'm like, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Right. Because of what I'm envisioning 
that this is going to be like. So that's how I got here. Essentially, just to, you know, to, to, uh, Wu's, Dre, and, and word of, of, of real dudes, right. you know, God's kings, you know, that are, that are doing what they're supposed to do, you know? That's yeah, that's dope. Here. That's dope. That's dope. Dre, what, what is it, um, <clears throat> when you met Rigo, what was it that, that sold you that he would be a, the, the right who? Cause you know, we, we've, we done been in the world of the right who's, you know, and you, you know, you have a, a coaching staff or a group of guys that grew up with each other and you add new pieces and you have to figure out if they're the right who. So what was it about about Rigo that you realized that he was the right who? Um, I think uh, what sold me on Rigo was um, he, he coached a team called La Familia that didn't – was not good at all, right? And <clears> – <throat> When I'm talking about good, they they didn't play basketball, you know, at the highest level, but he gave them opportunity, right? right. His daughters were the best of the best. So when you choose to keep your daughters on the lower level to help others, because you understand that it's about improving your daughters one by one, and winning games don't mean nothing at that young age. That was my main same mentality. Right. And so right or wrong, that was all my mentality. And I seen that it matched his mentality. And so I knew he was a right who then. Um, but at the end of the day, at that point, that wasn't enough because it wasn't a matchup because he was at Roosevelt. Right. <clears throat> so when he came to me talking about that, he had a camp over there and, you know, that he would he lost the gym access of it. It was, it was no brainer. Come on, because I'm just – it wasn't like, hey, come over here and you can be with us. It was just, hey, man, my gym is empty. I want gym, I want some a camp for my daughters too. So, hey, bring the camp over here. I, I'm here for the community, always have been. And so with that, uh, bringing that over, then um, him having conversations with him, things like that, it just would have stick. But that – what really me knowing he was the, the dude was just that <clears throat> understanding that we were on the same page. Right. We both had daughters in the game. Um, we both had talented dollars in the game, and we both was not on riding any waves. We was on build, build, grind, and grind, and guess what? It's going to be prime time, and that's what we were always on, right? And so that's why I stuck with him, right? And the the thing about it is, man, I always wanted to build my program and my coaching staff because – that's just, I'm just going to be 100% out there with it. I never thought I'd be coaching no girls basketball. Let's just be 100% real with it. But when it came and hit me, I mean, Woozy was a no, Coach Woozy was a no brainer because we've been talking basketball since my son was in fifth grade, my daughter was in third grade. Right. It's just a natural thing that we did. I didn't coach, he did. It was just a, it was just a natural, it, uh, it was just a no brainer that, that I call him first, right? And then it was no brainer. I called Coach Rachel because she'd have brought my daughters into it. So those two phone calls was the only phone calls I made. There right. were no only phone calls I made, but those two was no brainers to me. Um, and then once, so thing, my thing was anybody on my coaching staff, one was going to be a real person that had the right why. And then number two, that was loyal to me because I, I don't do everything right. So I need somebody loyal to me. So when I do something wrong, we, we, they got still got my back, yeah, right? Man. And so that's why 
I and, got and called you out and called me out right. about it, but, right? And, right, and, right. That, and that's that's the beauty of it. I I don't I didn't want a bunch of yes men or yes ladies on my coaching staff. Right. I wanted people that we go back and forth, have a conversation that seems like a little argument. And seemed like a thing, but it's a really a deep argument because at the end of the day, I don't agree with, about that. And then we come to the end line. And that's what I have right now. And so that's how I got with Reed. But the main thing was just his character of, of that, our connection. We were so the same, but we never met before. Right. And I think that's why Coach Wolves was like, man, you and Reed would be on the same thing, right? Because right. he hung out with me. He was with Reed, and he understood. Man, we on the same way. We play a lot. We play too much sometimes, right? Yeah, y'all play we too laugh, much. We laugh, we joke, and we love that play games. But we grind time, and we understand, and we don't make our kids do nothing. Right? right. It's many a times when we work out right here at his house, and his daughter is in the house, in, in the house, not working out. Right? Because we don't make our daughter do nothing. We don't make our kids nothing. Understand this: when they hear, they gonna hear because they know when they hear, they gotta grind. Right. And that's just what it is, man. So you two, so first woos. You you was with Vanport? Was that the? So at that time it was uh, Vanport. Uh, okay. Greg Washington and Jalen Pashel. Okay. Yep, yep. They gave me the opportunity to coach. I had a pretty good uh, group of eighth grade kids, and um, I needed gym time. Okay. And uh, you know how it works. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The football coach wanted a lot of those 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 guys. So he said he was going to talk to the basketball coach, which at that time was Rigo Nunez, that I didn't know. Right. He said he would talk to the coach and see if he could get me in there. And I met Rigo for the first time. The funny thing there is I think they gave us like 8 o'clock to come in the morning, right? When we get there, uh, La Familia, this is eight years ago, when these little girls was itty bitty, right? Right. They were practicing, and we came in at around 8. So I'm thinking, oh, man, we must be in at the wrong time. They practicing. No, they, they started at six. It was in there. Right? <laughs> they was in early. 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 early right? <laughs> they was in third grade. <laughs> so that was my introduction to uh, Regal. Uh, and I, I knew he had played for uh, UMass, and yeah. I kind of heard his story. But it was funny because at that time, he was uh, in super shape. Right. So the first thing he did was, a, a, I think, a 360 behind the head. <laughs> Dunk. Right, right. right. So, you know, he's not doing that now. Yeah, I don't think he's doing that no more. <laughs> but rarely do you get that from your your high school coach, right? Right, right. You know, so that was my introduction to Rigo, and he was a stand up guy the whole time, right? Gave me uh, everything he said he was going to do, gym time wise. He did it. Um, now, as we fast forward, hey, coach. And now as we fast forward, um, uh, cause I did start with boys, um, when Dre called me to come give him a hand. And when I seen Rigo and I seen those same twins, now they, uh, looking six foot and six one, right? right? Uh, and you know, me and Dre is putting a game plan together to get, you know, the right people around. Uh, and I ran into Rigo again. I said, man, you know what? These two dudes, cause they have like, they they think alike. Yep. You yep. know what I mean. And and, nice. and their daughters they pro they won't say this, but they have some daughters that are exceptional. You know. And so them hooking up, I knew that was important for uh, not just them, but but Oregon, right? Because yeah. Oregon hasn't. I mean, like I said, everybody strap on their seatbelts, right? Because yeah. what you're about to see is going to be a little different. You know. Uh, so 
I always like how Rigo got down, and you know, I thought he was a great addition to the coaching staff. Now, when uh, Raheem, when he came about, I, I didn't know where that one came from. I was, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, a lot a lot of people don't know where it came from. But here's here's a question though. Let's let's just keep it one hundred. Let's just keep it honest. We on, we on, when we on here, we're gonna keep it one hundred. What? Why was it so easy, Rigo, for you to? give out gym space to Woozy. Because honestly, if we have 10 other coaches, he'd probably go to and he probably won't get that time. You know, the as far as like getting gym time and it, as far as it, as easy as it sounds like it was for you to just say, hey man, yeah, come in and get this gym time. It's nothing. Without anything behind it, right? Why was it so easy for you to allow him to come into um, the gym and get that time without having anything behind it. And also for you too, Dre, because you when he came, he you know, you gave him time, but it wasn't nothing behind it. It wasn't, hey man, I yeah, I want to get this. No, you say, like, hey man, I got the space. So that's a sustained question to both of you guys. Well, I was gonna say, why don't you just ask Dre? He does the same thing. Yeah. It's like um we have the space, no one's using it. There's people in the community that need it. And there's kids in the community that will go without. The scarcity of a gym, of, of a gym is, hasn't been noticeable until COVID, right? So imagine people being out there without access to a gym prior to COVID. You didn't feel that pain until now. But I think that coaches in our community, they have power of access. And sometimes people feel some sort of way, you know, they, they want to feel like they're better than you or stronger than you or they all have power of some sort but it's a gym and you're coaching we're high school coaches we're not mba top d1 coaches but we have access to a commodity which now is so useful and needed you know right now in this time go ahead go ahead so the crazy thing about that, that's a good call, uh, question, Alex, because prior to that, I was paying, I think, $35 an hour for um, right. Peninsula, right? Mm-hmm. And because I was committed to my kids and we needed a gym to practice at, right? So just so everybody understands, I deal with inner city kids. So mm-hmm. majority of my kids at that time lived in Northeast Portland. We service right? the same kids. So I don't have, and their parents don't have the budget to give me gym time. So a lot of that stuff was coming out of my pocket. So right. it meant so much to me that this that this brother mm-hmm. gave me an opportunity to where I can save money, which entail was going to help the kids for whatever that we needed. And you that's know? why, that's, and, that, and that was where I was going because yeah. you think about, you think about, we we from Northeast Portland. Mm-hmm. We, we, Peninsula? Mm-hmm. They charge you for peninsula. Yes. yes. And so we already know about that. that's our that's our gym. Right? We know the people who run it. Like, and that's what I mean. Like that's what you're paying $35 an hour for inner city kids who ourselves then built that gym. I mean, we 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 are the reason why peninsula is still around. Our generations and generations before us. So for you to allow him to come into that space without saying, oh, yeah, man, yeah, it's going to be this. And nah. just, man, just come and do that. That's real big. First of all, it's our kids. It's our kids from our community. I mean, uh, Coach Dre, and I don't want to speak for him, but the reality is he's done this by example. So I'm just actually echoing what I see him do. It's this. It don't matter if you're going to Jeff. He was going to open the door for whoever in our community needed the space. Because at the end of the day, you could be saving a life. 
You know what I mean? You save yeah. lives by keeping a kid off the street into your gym and you don't want to let him in because maybe he'll go to some other scrub school that is not Jeff. It doesn't matter. Yeah, other scrub school that right. is not Jeff, right? So he doesn't care. He's going to open the gym. And that's my son. I mean, it's it's a no-brainer. Right, These right. are our kids. Is it a no-brainer, though? So the thing about it is, <clears throat> is it a no-brainer? It, it should be. Right. But it's not a no-brainer. Right, right. There we go. Because a we've been in this world um, where people are about their whys are different, right? Right. And so when we talk about whys, and I'm big on your why, right? I'm big on that. <laughs> because some people's why is they don't understand their why. If you know your why... You would do things the right the right way right, for right. your why. Yeah. People do people don't understand their why, so they're doing things one way and it doesn't match their why because they're not true to their why. If you're about money, you need to do things a certain way to be right. about that money. Right. You shouldn't be in my lane if I'm about the love of it. Right. Right. But people are in the love of the of it in the lane, but they're about the money, so they they're clogging up my lane. Yep. For me, I'm always been a community dude, like. Hands yeah. down, one hundred percent. I ain't never better about a money, a money. I don't care about money ever. He should. Though. Everybody understands what I'm talking about when I don't care about money. When <laughs> I say that, I'm not talking about green, the green dollar. I'm talking about I don't care about buying shoes. I don't care about the fancy car. I don't care about the clothes. I don't call care about the credit. That's what I mean about money. Right. We all, right, right. We all care about the dollar bill. Right. Yep. But when I say I don't care about the money. Is I don't care about the, the fame of it. The, I don't care what surrounds about the money. Look of, what surrounds the look money. of the yeah, money, right? Because right. that, that's the problem where we get mixed up when we start talking about us is that the money is the, I got a brand new haircut. I got the diamond rings. I got the chains. I got the fret, I got the, I got the $400 shoes on. I got mm-hmm. the, that's the money. I don't need the that money. That sounds like right? that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need the money, right? And, and that's what it is. So I've always been about the community, man. And so I started this, I started doing this shit, this stuff when, um, man, you can say what you want. It's a okay. podcast. All right. So I've been doing this stuff a long time, a long time with my, with my own son when he was in fifth grade. And that's when Wolves was co- doing his coaching stuff in the thing. And me and him talked a lot about the circuit. I never got on the circuit, right? Because I just about the grind. Right. I always talk to Wolves about just the grind, right? Because you talk about Peninsula. Guess what? I played baseball Peninsula and my, the best team around Peninsula Blazers. Yeah. Basketball <laughs> team. <you> understand it. <laughs> Understand when we're talking about like AU basketball. Divi- right. players on understand team. understand what I'm talking about, man. That's one of the top teams around here. You know what I'm saying? And so Peninsula is the thing. Exactly. Right? It's crazy because you can't get in that gym. I'm- Salvation Army. We we was doing sound late night stuff. Midnight basketball. Midnight basketball. And guess what? You can't get in that gym. Right. right. I sold bricks for SCI. I can't get in that gym. So one thing I said was, since I got this gym, I'm gonna allow People to get in my gym. Right. That's about the kid. Right. Not about the dollar bill. Right, right. I'm going to give you one little thing, man, how it's reality with me, man. Uh, somebody called and asked me, can they have a tryout at my um, gym? Hell yeah. It's a boys team. I only coach boys. Right. My son ain't part of it. Yes, you can. I got you. I seen a flyer that said $5 for tryouts. I call. I called and canceled that turn that that tryout like that immediately. Because what are we right. charging the babies for when we when we're doing this for free? Right. right. And so for me, that's why I give opportunities of 
grown men to help kids and it's going to continue if you're doing the right thing for the kids, right? The people are going, the bad people are going to be bad people. So they're going to show you what it is and, and that's going to stop. But at the end of the day, if you're good people and you're really about the kid, Andre Lawrence is down for you because I'm down for the community. Um, and that's why what happens is good people stay around Andre Lawrence because I'm just a good dude. I'm never did nobody wrong. I'm not here about that. I'm here about the kid. Only. That's why I'm in this game. That's why I got people around me. And that's why our kids are just so good. And so I really want every I want every kid to come to Jefferson. Why? Right, right. Why do I want every kid to come to Jefferson? Yeah, we want to win games, but I want that kid to be successful. That's right. why. I don't want that kid to feel because she she made a left when she should have made a should have made a right. And not because I'm perfect, it's but it's because I believe this program that we're building. It's going to have the perfect people and the perfect plan around it, out with basketball and outside. Right. Let's transition. Play basketball in college. I, I mean, did. high school and college, correct? High school and college. I high level. Rico? Yes. High school, college? High school, college. Uh, took a few tours, different and, countries. And Woozy, you played in high school? I played in high school and uh, cussed a lot of people out and. <laughs> Tried the college thing and uh, attitude just wouldn't put me on the floor. Baby Anthony Mason. Huh? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, yes, so I was going to play in the NBA, but what happened was I just decided. <sighs> I, I, I decided. Oh, he opted. He opted out. He opted out. He opted out. It was Kobe. It was Kobe. <laughs> Kobe was happening <laughs> during that time, and I decided not to play. And it didn't work out. I told my son, I said, Man, listen, if, if I didn't have you, I'd be in the league. <laughs> Which was a total lie. Why was you lying to that baby? Which was a total lie. Bowling league. But that's the silliness that we have. That's what I love about us. Let's transition over to the boys' world. The let's talk about the state of boys' basketball here. Mm -hmm. Let's just talk about the state of boys' basketball here in Oregon because we can we can expand it past that. But I think you know where do we start? Where do we start? So I mean, let me let me jump in real quick one time. Um, So. The world of boys basketball. Um, let's start AAU. Okay, let's just start. Let's just start the whole. Okay, right. Uh, the the whole of it is that this is why I wanted to get in the game of basketball. Period is because the, the heart of loving it and the grind of young grinders is over. Right, the money chase is there. Right. So let's let's unpack that. When I when I what say mean that, I mean. I don't see on the boys' side where they're just training kids and just developing them the best way. Okay. Right? Um, a lot of these kids are, if they're good, they're already good. So that's what we're talking about. Right? Gotcha. The kid is already going to be good and already is good. They're not talking about Johnny that's right there that's got the potential. All he needs is a little gym space. He, right. He, he got the athletic ability. He's ready. He got the energy. But no one knows his name. So nobody's going to just take him and take him to gym because he ain't really got that much money. Right. right, and so no one's gonna take a Johnny and just train him, right, and get him to, and develop him, and get him the right way, and then boom, there he is, Coach. That. So nobody's talking about Scottie Pippen, John Moran, Rodman. So no, guys. so no one knows about those guys around here, right? They don't understand it. They just learn that when they watched. Uh, they just learn about Scottie Pippen when they watched uh, Dream, the little uh, Chicago Bulls little special, mm. right? Because it's reality. That's what we don't do. If you're already at that thing right and so that's why i mean that's just 
that's why it's, it's hard. It's, it's crazy out here because of that, of that. If you have that, and you may be one. When I say ain't none, I don't like and there's nothing in this world. A hundred percent. Right. Right. There's okay. always one or two. Right. So there may be one or two or three out there that's really love the game and really train the kids. <laughs> what I'm talking about is the whole, the higher percentage is right. not than they on that side of the world. And it may be on the girl side too, but I'm saying that's why I got in this game on the girl side to try to different side it. Right. So one thing that I want to all want to always pump up and I'm never going to stop pumping up is that, uh, Woozy, Coach Wolves took a young kid under his wing, not because he was good in basketball, mm-hmm. not because he played basketball, because he's one dude, young dude in the hood that just connected to him and he and he did it right, right, and that's what he did, right, and so now that young man is in college playing basketball, right, and no one, and everybody overlooked him. He was that dude nobody wanted to take under, and all them other dudes is probably not playing. They may be selling whatever, whatever, but this young man is still playing basketball at a level, right, right. and so those. Are the people that we won't need, need in the boys' world? It's those people who's gonna look out for people like me. Who, man, I wasn't gonna make it to D one. I wasn't gonna make it to NBA, but I still needed somebody to look out for me. Right, and I had that. Those are that's what the boys' side in Portland, Oregon, is missing. Is that is that part of of just that caring side? I believe. If I was to uh, to say, if we're looking at the what the culture is for boys basketball in Portland, I would ask, what is the identity? Mm-hmm. And when I say that, meaning, you know, our machine, right, which is our vehicle to get kids to college, what is it right now? If right. we were to look at, and it's, and it's unfortunate because we're in COVID now, what are our, who's went to college, right, off of whatever teams that we have out here, let's see how many of these kids are going to college because that's, that lets me know that the machine is working in the right way when we consistently are putting kids in college. Now, Dre talked about you're going to have unicorns. Right. You're going to have Jonesies. You're going to have uh, the Rossies, right? Those come, but those don't come all the time, right? right? So how do we get our six-foot guy that probably isn't a high D1 guy in the, to work him out to make sure that he can go play D1 and can make some money overseas, if not in the NBA, right? right? That's what I look at as the vehicle in our summer basketball and AAU program. So that would be my question that I would ask to everybody is if we were looking at is something working or is it not working, are we getting kids in college? Now, let me ask you a question. When you say getting kids to college, do you – are we getting kids to college to play basketball or are we getting kids to college? Let me answer that question, please. And we'll get an answer after me. But I like that question. That's why I want to answer that question. Because the answer to that question in this program is getting to Kiesu College, period. Okay. Period. Because there's a difference. Because my thing is this. A lot of these kids, especially on the boys' side, mm-hmm. thinking they're supposed to go to Duke. Right. Or North Carolina. And no one gave him the reality that your game is not Duke in North Carolina. And it's okay. Right. Your game may be PCC and Clark the first two years. Right. Then you may be able to go to a D1, right? But no one gives these kids a real. And some kids may not want to play basketball. Right. 
and they may think that oh the kid the coach ain't looking out for me because I want to play basketball. And so what happens is I have a talent in podcasting. I have a talent in um, data. I have a talent in electrician. I have talent of places. Can you help me do that, coach? Right. Yes. That's our program. That's our, that's Jefferson High School Girls Lady Demos program, right? And so me, what I believe 100% is your main mission is to get young ladies, for me, young ladies, for the world, it should be young people into college, period. As a coach, it's my responsibility to pick up the phone and get them to college, to play basketball, to run track, to do whatever they want to do, read books, whatever they like to do, get them in that college. That's my responsibility as a coach. That's what I believe. And so that's me. I believe it's at the whole. I'll, let, I'll, let, I'll let Wu answer it, but go. that's me. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, but I, so I, I agree with Dre on that. Um, but I believe, and this is just my belief, right? No, yeah, yeah. That I believe that if you put in the work, you can go where you want to. Now, when you get there, right, or what that entails, the end goal may be, right? Because a pro basketball player, you could be playing in Mexico, yeah. making twenty five hundred dollars a month. If you live in your dream playing basketball, if that's what you want to do, right, and we can help you to do that, I feel like if you put in the work, kids that we don't think are D one are D one. Right. Right. Because you can't tell a 13 year old kid because he's not bigger than everybody right now that, oh, you, he won't be a D1 player. If you put in the work, and I think this is what gets overlooked. We, we look at the big kids. We look at the kid that's good right now. Right. No. What about the kid that won't stop working? So what problem do we have then? So I'm not from what you, what you're saying is the problem that we have is what? So I, I'm at the, the question was. No, no, I'm saying. You're saying a good thing. I'm asking you, what is the problem? Who is the problem in our in our city? So I don't, I'm not going to say a who. I'm saying the the format. Can anybody tell me? And what the and what the, the recipe or what the formula, <laughs> what the formula is? Because as of right now, right. me knowing what I know on the circuit, right, is when you look at Oregon basketball. If you look at their teams right now, they have probably half of the team is from out of state. And another half of the team is from the outskirts of Oregon, none being from Northeast Portland. So, 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 who? Yes, sir. Who is the problem? Wait, before we get into who, <laughs> I want, let's think about that. Let's get to, let's get Rigo. Let's get Rigo's That's the question. opinion on go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. what you think the state of the basketball right now I think, and uh, then the college piece. I think the, the state of uh, basketball in Oregon, as I see it, is it's a, uh, it's a business relationship right now. It's a huge business relationship. And it's actually not a, it's, it's the microcosm of this situation here. It's not just Oregon. It's, it's nationally, you know, internationally, basketball is becoming big business. Right. Um, I don't know if you know, but we, me, Ed O'Bannon, and a couple of guys, we sued the NCAA in order to get what is coming here in a couple of years. The kids could get paid. Right, so we're the only people that sued the NCAA and were able to win before that time. So what is happening now, knowing that this business is coming, it is impacting. Well, well, maybe maybe the AAU circuit drove this anyways. You know, it was going to happen anyways because it's big business to be the elite team of Nike for the 
particular state or city. And when you have that pressure, you have to understand the business that you're in. If you don't win, your contract may be gone. Right. So that creates a different element than a guy like me or Dre that want to coach their kids because we see the future and we see the vision. Um, there's opportunities there in that vision. But in the business, you know, you may be four years and done, you know, two years and done. Mm-hmm. The the state also or the culture is here. I'm old school. I mean, in terms of like the roots of basketball, you know, BABC has been around since all I can think of in Boston. You know, the Gauchos has been around. The consistency, even Seattle has better consistency than we do. The consistency in the state of Oregon is inconsistent, right? And that is a big issue. We have ICP at some point, this other program and this other program. And what we're not understanding is how to get the alumni to come back and get in a gym at all time that we know that that's the gym where all of us are going to come back to. I could go right now to New York and I could get into the right gym where the alumni and international cats are going to be there as well. But we know that those guys are there. You know, the pros from Oregon, where are they? Are they here? Are they going to be in the gym? Are they participating? Are they actively participating to help further the the culture of Oregon? And I think right now, from an outside perspective and, you know, being here for a while now, there's a lot of inconsistency and it's, Who's in on the block now? Right. And it's difficult because of the 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 political gets in the way of the of the of the people that want to do good. Right. You know? And the business gets in the way of the passion, you know, and the drive. So yeah, I'm not surprised that the and I've seen this. I'm not surprised that I'm not going to pay attention if I'm a top division uh, uh, AU team to a guy that is not producing right now. What can you do for me today? But what happens in that? It, and I don't blame the coaches, right? Is the system that is driving this? But what happens with that is that even if you're on that good team and you still have that mentality, and you may be winning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You may be winning, but you may not be participating in your future is going to be limited because you're not getting the reps. You know, you may not be getting the reps unless you have the mentality that Dre has in that we are looking at a longer. It's not where you are right now. It's when the money is in the line. Like right now in high school, there's no money on the line. Right. There's going to be money in college here coming 2022, but there's no money right now. All right. Well, so Rigo said it perfectly. Uh, it's a business. And every two to three years, these contracts come up. And so people have to make decisions to try to, you know, retain a contract. So when we look at Oregon basketball, if we look at 15 years, we've had, um, let's go back. The first one I remember was um, at one point they made Seattle and Portland come together. They were called the I-5 Express. Mm, and then yep. from there, we had ICP. And then after that, we had uh, Fast, yep. right, with Pritchard and, and those guys. And then after that, we had PBC, Portland Basketball Club. And now uh, it's the Rose City Rebels. So 
when you look at it for the last 15 years, we've had five different companies because it's a business. Yeah. Right. And so that lets you know that these companies aren't successful. So the model that we are running, that's why I mean that we don't have a foundation. Right. Right. Whoever comes in next is going to have a different way of doing things. And so it's a little uh, worrisome because right now you look at some of our top players and they are playing for touching states. Right. Uh, Rotary uh, being one of those programs yeah. and some of the California uh, teams. We're too little of a state to lose a couple good players to another state. Yeah. Right. Nice. So we need to really take a look at it. Right. And so, again, I think we need to build a foundation on what we are. Oregon always has been known for little guards. When you look back in the history books, our best players that have came up out of here were guards. Yep. Right. I don't know what our. I don't know what we are anymore. I don't know what the foundation is. I don't know what Oregon is known for, right? I know on the girls' side and what, you know, we are going to have going on here, that's what we're going to be big on is building that foundation. Right. Is is A My question is is AAU important? So, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to do my part. Everybody they different from me. Right. People different from me. I don't. I don't believe AU is nothing until you get to high school. Okay. I don't think it means anything because I don't think unless you're seven foot, unless you're a six eight, six five eighth grader, seventh right. grader, ain't nobody looking at you at that point. Right? They ain't got enough money in no time. Right? Um, I, Mike, so Mikey for, Williams. So for me, for me, for me. Okay. Like. Here again, I'll say there's nothing 100. percent Right. You have your outliers, mm-hmm. but in the whole 98 percent of people, right, no one's looking at you in eighth grade, in seventh grade. In so grade. okay. So in high school, I believe it's important for you to hit the circuit. You why? Because that's the time where the coaches have the time to get out to see you. I believe you get out to get your name out there. I believe that you want to hit that circuit because that's the nature of it. So at that point, I believe you have the time and they have the energy to sit there and tell you, especially when you're a sophomore or junior, mm-hmm. to say, hey, I want you to come to my school. Right. At seventh grade, I had time. Most schools ain't got time or money to say a seventh grader, I need you to come to my school. To right? go recruit a seventh grader. They don't have the time or the money. Right. But the special people, yeah, they're going to get recruited by the high level ones and give them that promise. Dukes and the North that the outliers, right. but in the whole thing, you ain't going, ain't nobody getting picked up. So when we talk about, it, you can be on the AAU team in seven and six grade, seven grade, eight grade, that just play in Portland, Portland, Washington, and California, and you'll be fine. High school, okay, you can hit the streets and go to the other places right. where the people will see, and you'll be fine. I really believe that you have people who never touched the AAU world, even in the high school, and they're fine. Right, those are outliers. Right. I believe. So you have outliers on that side to where I don't play at all and I'm cool. You have the outliers to where in middle school I play and I'm cool. But then, but the most of the people live in the world of I play the AAU world in high school. And, and that's my belief of it. You know what I mean? Okay. And Wu's been in the AAU world way longer than me. So he may have a different aspect and thoughts of it, but that's my belief in it. And, and so Dre is right. Dre is right. It really doesn't matter what you're doing to you get in high school. But now with the uh, promotion and uh, social media, you know, uh, you get a kid like Mikey Williams. Right. He was a phenom. And on top of him having all kind of offers, 
he makes money off his Instagram, you know, which is, I mean, a little crazy. You know what I mean? But you, you it, think he make money right now? Oh, he totally makes money. You can look him up. He probably made a couple million dollars last year. So what he does is he uh, commercials, promotions, because he has so many followers, followers on Instagram. That does that doesn't make him ineligible. I, I, I ain't the police. I ain't no, the feds. It, I, it, I, let, uh, let me let me unpack that a little you know, bit. You know, Alex so. tell. <laughs> wow. We gotta watch what we say. Hey, hey, that, that just here we go. Guess what? That just went left. Here, yeah, fast. <laughs> he called me a six nine. <laughs> <laughs> right, he's six nine. Right, yeah. So no. let's unpack that. Can, no, what is, uh, it, is if, he? Is he monetized right now? You could have is. you could have a job that is not related to the sport. That is not because of the sport. You know, you, you can't. So I could work in the summer. I can work. Oh, uh, I got you. I you got know, you. I could be an accountant. I could be. So you're saying Instagram is his job. Yeah. So he, like not, they, not they, playing it's, basketball. Not, it's not, right. be, he's it's not, not because do, of basketball. He's not because uh, of basketball. Because of, yeah. But. But you can you can work at Denny's and getting and, and as a manager at, and getting paid twenty six eighty thousand dollars a year at, and you the Denny's, you work for Denny's. So they here's can, my question: mm-hmm. His likeness, yeah. The reason why it's he's not getting, owned by Vancey, by the way. No, but the reason why he's getting money is because of his success but on he's the basketball high, court. He's in high school, right? So yes. he, he is now in high school. Yeah, but so he's his, good. What I'm saying is that his money, his success is coming because of what he's done in the basketball court, which now has gotten him followers, which now has now, because of those followers, because of what you did on the court, is now allowing you to make money off of your likeness now. Is that not against? It's it's, it's not a direct job. So like um, a booster from a particular institution is not giving him a, okay. a $10,000 tip. When he's delivering a Domino's pizza, okay, it's not directly that. That's I mean, if if there's kids that are millionaires, right? So does that mean that they can't get revenue from that? Because so you're saying that his he could have had an Instagram where he was building computers and got a million followers and got paid off of Instagram, and and that would have been still eligible for him to do NCAA. That's what I'm saying. It's just a really like a job. So let me ask you this: so uh, that that YouTube site Overtime. Mm-hmm. Right, they document a lot of the players. Uh, they did Julian Newman. Mm-hmm. They also did Lamelo Ball, right? Mm-hmm. And so they they actually got YouTube series. Mm-hmm. And so I, it, they they got paid like fifty grand or something like that. The ball, uh, Laval Ball, and those guys. It's like about so. 50K. Would that be a violation of NCAA? Nah, that's 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 separate. That's a job, man. So the only reason we know these kids is from basketball. <laughs> exactly. It, and that's it my question. It, 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 but, it doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter how you know me. Yeah. You could know me from basketball, but the, oh, uh, Fred Meyer hired me because I play hoop. Right. And they so they gave me they, they paying me forty thousand instead of the regular people paying me forty thousand, fifty twenty thousand. It doesn't matter. I'm, this is my job. I come here every day, it's my job outside of basketball. I'm not getting paid for They money. say that uh, Mikey Williams net worth is five million dollars. That's crazy. Yeah. He's, he's, six, a, he's sixteen year old kid. He's class of two thousand twenty three, right? And, and so it's I, not going to be an but, issue because by the time he gets to college, but that he can make money but from that, your likeness. But that ain't got nothing to do with uh, how good uh, how good you are, or that don't have good nothing to do with uh, the world of of AAU of Mikey. Mikey may be because uh, you got a lot of people who's cold in basketball that not worth. Five hundred million. Cold in basketball. Five million, five million. Like so, you got people who's. I want my point is if you can be good in basketball and not be likable, 
right. in, in high school, right? So you got to be special. Be you got to be special to be worth five hundred million dollars. Five million. Five million. Not five hundred. Five million dollars. Five million dollars. You got to be special. Like because people that like you, you gotta be funny. You gotta be know how to, what you're doing. You gotta, you gotta post you, the right thing. When you post the right stuff, you, you, gotta, you gotta be different. Drip. That ain't got nothing to do with basketball. What he, what they like about Mikey, ain't got nothing to do with basketball, right? That you don't think so? No, 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 no. Hell, no, I don't believe that. I believe that the basketball brought him to him. The basketball brought the people to him. The his likableness kept him there. Okay, I got you. Right, because you, you can play basketball, cold basketball player, and I watch you, and you can be an idiot off the court, and nobody gonna, you ain't gonna have the continual thing. I I came here because Mikey's cold. We all love Mikey Williams. I'm gonna watch him, watch him, watch him, and now I watch his Instagram. He's funny. Right. He silly. He crazy. So I'm gonna stick with him. Right. So what made me stay? Was the other stuff as well. So that's how you know he's an cr- incredible young man. Gotcha. That's what I believe. And and, and, and and Dre's partly right. But then you throw the comparison on there. You got another one of those kids, Julian Newman. Right. Now, Julian yeah. Newman's a little point guard dude that was on Ellen DeGeneres and every other show, right? Okay. I don't think per se basketball-wise that – and I'm I'm not saying this because I love underdogs – I don't know if his game would translate to where he'll be a good college player. Right. Uh, looking at Mikey Williams, Mikey Williams is a pro. Mikey Williams is tough basketball wise, but, but Newman, same thing. I don't think he's worth as, as much, but he took basketball and put his personality on YouTube and he's making money off of so it. So you agree right. with me? I'm saying the same. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying basketball ain't got nothing to do with it. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying that part, what, what it is, I'm saying basketball. So ain't I guess I am agreeing with you. Yeah. You're agreeing with me because I'm, what I'm saying is, I'm not saying I'm saying basketball would brought him to him, but the personality would kept him there. And oh, oh, sorry. So that way, the same way there was that dude, right? That they. So I'm not saying that you. When I'm, my point is, basketball's gonna get him there. What's gonna keep him there is the personality, right? And so the personality carries longer than the and sport. So, and, and my only point so I'm not is, saying, sorry, I'm not saying good or bad. I'm saying that. Personality keeps people with people, and so that's why that's what I'm doing. I think I'm weird. It's with the laws, the NCAA laws changing everything is is, is changing. So kids are starting to see these modes of Mikey and Julian, and so now your cameras are important. We're in COVID, and so you killing in a game in middle school could get you some interest and some likes. Now, would that get you an actual scholarship? I don't know, but I, I can tell you now they can't watch basketball, so they are paying attention it, it to it. It might give you a scholarship, yeah. but they're gonna give you five five million dollars. Personality gonna give you that. That's what I'm saying. When you get into YouTube, if you funny and you crazy, for example, my daughter and it's crazy because Ariana Alright, she's maybe alright. But she like people say she's good in basketball, but she's never had that outdoorsy personality. Right. Ever. She's always been low key to the ground. Nothing, nothing, yeah, nothing. yeah. If anybody follow her TikTok, she's a she is the comedian of the world now. Is she? That's Listen, funny. I have to go her, see her. She's because super of, quiet. So because of COVID, and we talked about it at home, because of COVID has had her open up a little more. Oh, that's good. Right. So she's on Instagram. I mean, on TikTok doing her little dances. She's the comedian of the world at the house now. Like, nigga, she's me all over again. Oh, that's like bad. all over again. This is getting bad. Yeah. 
<laughs> this is this is getting bad. Yeah. So so when you talking about this being funny and being comedian and playing too little too much, that's her. Which that was never her. Right. So what we're just talking about is right. Is that's the new nature of it. Record everything, right? We played Monopoly last night as a family, and she was recording everything. She was interviewing people. She's interviewing the losers, interviewing the winner, right? She's do that's her. Right. She's doing that, right, on her thing, because that's the way of the world now. I mean, it's, it's social media is a thing. part of recruiting. It's just a natural yeah. thing now, right? Yeah. That's the first thing they look up. If any interest, okay, let me take your social media, right? Let, let let me take a look at what's on there. So I think now that it can hurt you or it can help you. Right. If you're somebody that got some some bad stuff on there and you're doing some stuff you shouldn't be that that may, you know, uh, eliminate you from getting a scholarship. So I do think that that is a. It's like the credit card, ain't it? <laughs> it's like the credit card. It can hurt you to help you. The credit right. card, the, the magic credit card. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's an ever changing uh, uh, process now. I, my personal opinion, I do believe that they're taking a look at the kids a little young, younger, but does it matter? I do agree with Dre that it doesn't matter if you're averaging 40. When you're in seventh grade, right? Because right. I don't think that that matters. I do believe in high school is when really you get your scholarships. And I want my son to be cold in high school. I don't care about middle school. Right, right, facts. Because I'm up, I'm up at forty, but I'm getting no no rebounds, no assists, and my my person that I'm guarding has got forty five. Right. And it's just great how. You going home as a dad saying, "Man, my son is cold, forty, right? Yeah, but your son and gave up forty five. You ain't talking about that because it ain't that big of a deal. You know, keeping stats like that. You Cold. Only, you only keeping your own kid's stats. Right. Right. Yeah. And so. Hey, man, LaMelo was. Is he cold? So, so hold on. Before we, here we go because huh? we're going to get into this conversation. Huh? We're about to get to this because this is going to be. We, you know, when we go watch games, we watch games and we be like, oh, man, that kid is cold. And then somebody in the group will be like, is he cold? And that's usually me. <laughs> no, I ain't gonna lie. You, you looking at me? That's usually me. So we always got somebody say, "Man, is he cold? Why is he cold?" So let's talk about what's cold. Let's talk about. You said Lamelo is cold. Is he cold? I mean, from watching him when he was young. So I think we should do this. I don't think we should lame put people what? out there. I should what? think we should get everybody's definition uh, of what's cold. What's is? cold? What's your definition of cold? <laughs> I mean. What's your stat line of code? So my th- my thing is I'm looking how you're affecting the game. Okay. Right? How you're affecting the game. Um, if you're scoring, going to the right every time because you're bigger than everybody, I don't think that's going to translate. Right? Okay. But if you're shooting mid-ranges and you're taking the right angles and you're using your body in the right way, right, and you're making the right pass, because sometimes when you are young doing that, you may be ahead of your time. I may be dropping dimes to kids that don't don't see it. So when I look at code, I'm looking at that stuff, right? So wait, let me not interrupt you. Let me ask you, I, I want us to be real, okay? I want us to be real because I think that our definitions of code is going to come from a place because we're coaching and we're watching the game. And so I want us to talk about what we thought was code before we was coaching. I want that opinion. Hey, man, when I, saw, when I first saw LaMelo, I knew, I knew he was code. Okay. And he was getting 40 scored on him. Right. But he was throwing some passes right. and his confidence was through the roof. Okay. And everybody didn't agree with me when I was like, hey, man. He's cold. He's cold. Rigo, what's your definition of cold? Uh, cold is somebody that could get their own buckets, could shoot, could dribble, could handle, understands the game. You know, so in the NBA, 
Cold, and even in just watching. Cold, to me, I mean, it's different levels. In high school, middle schools, cold is relative to me. So a, a little girl, like I saw a Brianna play one time uh, uh, Hoop Source or whatever. The first time I saw her, for a person in sixth grade to steal the ball with the left, go behind the back, hesitate, and hit a three, is cold. For a young person. Well, you know, but I also, in her ear, I would say, you know, you got to keep working if you don't want that for people to catch up to you. That's the difference, too. Like, but that's cold for a kid, for right, a little right. kid. I mean, okay. you know, if you don't get better, you're going to be crap. Right, right, right. But that's definitely not the case with, with Aubrey. But look, at that level, that's cold. But then you get to a college level, you know, everybody's supposed to be doing that. Right. Everybody's supposed to be doing that. So then in the NBA... Cole is Kyrie. This dude is a machine. You know, his handles are incredible. But then you got you got to go back as a on the if I put the coaching hat on, you got to go back what he does, you know, to get him to that level. His work ethic and everything cuz nothing is magic. You know, that's the, the type of stuff that we preach is that in order for you to be great, you have to put in the hours, right? Steph the move, the hesitations, the change of direction. Um, I, I, when I was in, in college, we used to play in Chicago every year. So we watched the Bulls play and they would play one-on-one and stuff. And there was this dude, Kukoc, that that dude was super slow. So to me, what was cold, to, so to me, what was cold was a person that doesn't even have the athletic abilities of a Michael Jordan or those super athletes and is able to shoot, hesitate, change direction, and give you misdirection, and, and make you look like a fool, even if you don't have the the attributes, the athletic attributes. But in high school, Cole, somebody got dunked on just one hand on, on the person that you hate the most. That dude's Cole. He just dunked on that. What's Cole? John Starks dunking on Jordan. That made him super cold because he went against Goliath. Any that kid dunking on LeBron James, you don't even know his name is. When LeBron went back to play a high school kid and the kid dunked on him in his camp, that's cold. You know? So it's relative what's cold at that time. And in the world that we live in right now, what's cold right this second may not be cold and dope two minutes from now. Right. Because it's done, it's old, it's overplay and replay. But cold to me is relative to the time and place, you know. But a lot of time when we used to, the old school style, we used to say that dude's cold, that dude's dope. But then a coach hat, hat, hat is on and they said, that dude's not going to make it to the next level. I don't care what is. he's doing. Who I don't care that? what he's doing in middle school. So you, you, you hit it on the nose, Rick, and that's Andre, right? That's Andre Lawrence, 100%. I'm the coach hat. And that's what you just said sparks my, my mind on something because I never heard it like that because – you know me, I'm everybody that knows me, I'm willing to understand that I'm wrong and I understand when I learn some shit. Right. And I just learned some shit. The cold right now. Right? right. Sixth grade, oh, they're cold. Right. God dang right, they're cold. Right. Again, sixth graders. Right? But I never thought about it. When people were like, man, he cold. I'd be like, man, listen. <laughs> he is that is not about to work in three years. Right? right. But it's working right now, so he, don't take his shine away from him, right. right? And that's what I just got from that. I understand that. And so, yeah, you got a lot of people who was cold in seventh grade. You was cold. Right. Right? In seventh grade, you was cold. 
Now, in ninth grade, you don't play no more, which is fine. But in seventh grade, you was cold. Right, right, right. Right? So you can do the at-the-moment cold. Now, if we're talking about the is he going to be cold, well, we that's, don't know where I, that's where I, that's where, but it's subjective. That's where my opinion comes. Gotcha. Because right. it's all opinion. I yeah. mean, I don't care where we go, what what radio station you listen to, what specialists you listen to, what draft uh, experts you listen to. You know, I mean, draft experts you you listen to that have somebody going first, and then they be the worst player in the world. They go first, and they be the worst player in the world a lot, right? Remember, Brady went went fifth round, right? He uh, Rogers went. 21st. So these people ain't think, ain't, ain't the best at it. This is our opinion of what we think these people going to be. And so for me, that's our opinion. But what he's saying is correct. And I never thought of like that because when Wolves and them used to tell me, like, man, I do a code. And I used to be like, <laughs> coach's hat. You know what? He's but argue. I, but remember this. I never had, I was, I was never coaching. This is, this is, this was, right. they used to be like, man, you a hater. <laughs> he was a hater. <laughs> And he's a hard critic. Man, we, man, he's a hard critic. Eddie, we used to have arguments like, man, that dude is cold. He just said 30. He man, right, he cold. He, he, he who, who was he playing? My, Did he play no defense? But my thoughts was always the future. I ain't gonna, That was always my thing. But Rico, what Rico just said what really woke me up to say, okay, well, shoot. I've been missaying this stuff because at that moment, that dude was cold. <laughs> hey, man, listen to this. We over his house. Uh, we doing some dad thing. I think he barbecuing mm-hmm. or some. We over the house having beers and eating brats. So uh, my son, he can play a little bit. He all right. He on a nasty young team. Yada yada yada. So we outside and his daughter is giving my son buckets. Right. <laughs> so we drinking these beers and I said, Hey man, uh, 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 Aubrey is cold cold. He looked like oh she all right right. Uh, she hadn't started playing at AAU yet. She played her first game, and um, he called me afterwards and said, "Uh, yeah, bro, she all right, right?" <laughs> so he's a hard critic. He even go hard on his own kids. So that's a that's a good thing and a bad thing. That's a good thing. And a bad. Well, Regal got two two monsters too. Here we go. We're gonna play a little game. We're gonna play a little game. Okay, you got the rank one through four. I'm going to start with you, Andre. Uh-huh. One through four at us. The first question is, who is the biggest asshole if you're ranking one through four of the, the coaches here? Oh, the biggest asshole? Biggest asshole. Starting with one and four. Wait, 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 hold on. What are we talking about asshole? Are we talking about just asshole, period? Yep. Are we talking about voting on, on people? Like, are we talking about talking about kids' ability of basketball? No, just the biggest asshole, period. I might be the biggest asshole. Okay, so you put yourself one. I might, I might be the biggest asshole when we start talking. When we talk about, I might be the big asshole when we start talking. I'm because I'm the devil's advocate, so I think I might be the asshole. So I'm gonna put myself one, one. Okay, I'm gonna put Alex three, Wolves two, and one. And then matters about Wolves matters about if you like him, if he, if he likes the people or not. Like, so, so wait, your so, list is you one. So we, you're after me. I'm two. Rig and then me and then Rig is three. Yeah, and, and then, then Woozy is Woozy. Woozy, but because Woozy determines on if I like you or not. Right. So some shit. If he don't like you, he gonna talk <laughs> shit about you. If he cool with you, he gonna pump you up. That's that's what. So for me, I, I can say I'm a little. I, I can. I don't, okay. I, I, that's just my fault. Let's go with Rigo. What's your numbers? Well, us. Yep. 
And really, that's just hard because we're not. I'm not really an asshole. Like None that. of these guys are like. The, we're this, not, that's so not our. That's not our. That's not our thing. But that's what I'm saying, if we if we yeah, if we just talking, we just talking for us. For, for us, we're just talking you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hands down, it's a it's a landslide. What do you mean? So I'm one. I'm one. You one, two, three, and four. Off top, come on, man. That is right. I'm one. Who's two for you? If you had to pick, there's three more people. You had to pick two. Bro, you take it. Hold up. No, let, me, let him no, finish. Okay. Let him finish. You won. I'm one. Who two? This guy's You got to pick somebody out of y'all three. Who's two? I had to do it. Dre two, okay. me three. And, and Woozy four? four? That's two, four for you. Okay, go, Woozy. So, bro, because I'm really just don't say nothing or I'll say it later, but you're number one by far. <laughs> yeah. And I think you're number two. You're so far ahead of everybody else. Yeah. Even if Dre is bad, we all agree that <laughs> how bad you are. And so we we all in agreement on that. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> but here's the thing: you're honest, you're brutally honest, and so I, I like that. I don't right. like when people are uh, secretive or they hide. So is he real? honest though? Hold on, he's honest is about he honest everybody else. Hold on, is he honest? He's only be lying about himself. So about about everybody else, he's honest. About himself, he is fucking lying. He was lying. I'm the I'm this I'm that. Like, he be in the mirror like I'm. I'm before he I'm knew the you, Regal, of all time. And the reason he used to always ask who is Regal, who is Regal, because he didn't want Regal to come in. But he didn't know Regal, <laughs> right? He didn't know Regal. What a hater! He, he was trying to move me out. Right? I'm happy. I'm still here. He said I'm trying to move you out. I already told Drake that. Y'all yeah, some nut ass yeah. niggas. Yeah. Hey, hey, this is hey, crazy. Hey, hey Drake. Uh, these things they showed up, man. Give me all the jobs. <laughs> hey, man, they changed my work schedule, man. I had to hey. get off a little later. Hey. I, I hey, seen hey, him hey, talking hey. to the to my boss, telling him, "Hey, man, hey. Hey, he looking at his watch. I'm coming in the gym. He looking at his watch." I said, "Oh, he, hey, that's hey, what he doing, hey, huh?" Dre be in the locker room downstairs, and you come in late, and he be with the banana. I'm gonna drop a dime. I'm gonna <laughs> drop. No, nah, let me tell you. Let me tell you what I knew was real. On a particular game, I had to work overtime at work, so I'm coming to the game, but I'm coming to the game late. When I get to the game, he in my seat. <laughs> so I kind of come, and I'm thinking, oh, he's going to slide over. He was like, oh, what's up, coach? It just, like, stayed in my seat. I said, oh, it's real out here. Well, if you lay or anything, he's going to move on you, right? So I seen it was competitive, and I said, okay, bro trying to get somebody, bro. You know what I'm saying? He the guy, if you're on the team, he's trying to beat you in the lines. He's scrapping. He's going to out-talk you. He's that guy, right? So think it's, it's competitive. But I respect his get though. You know, he, he figured he'd outwork anybody. So he made me step my game up, you know. But don't oh, sit in my seat no more, bro. Please. Here we go. Here we go. Who's the who's the nicest? Here we go, Dre. Who's the nicest? Rigo. Rigo first. Rigo Dagger. Coach Dre. Rigo. Rigo have Rigo have everybody at his house. He got, <laughs> he got the whole city at his house. We tell him, hey man, we got everybody here, man. It's my house. <laughs> yeah, everybody here, man. You got pit bulls here. <laughs> Be out the nicest. <laughs> oh, 
But I am pretty nice though. Oh, well, it's funny that I'm number one in niceness and number one in meanness. <laughs> I'll be the number one asshole and number one nice person. No, uh, Alex is the number one. He the number one a-hole. You the nicest. We Remember, we, we used to be in practice. They were supposed to run. Oh, Remember some people listen. were supposed to sit out games? Man. The, and then you come to the game, right? And here you come. Hey, man, she talked to me, man. And you know, man. Ooh, ooh. Wait. Okay. Wait. Oh, hold on, hold on. on. Here we go. Here we go. go. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That ain't a, I didn't. It wasn't a niceness for that whole. It just wasn't y'all didn't like him because y'all was straight pumping certain people. He you vetoed. Remember, man, you remember when he vetoed us in the y'all meeting? Argue. He y'all argue. Y'all argue for some people. And y'all, I'm the nice one, but y'all over here letting people pass some slappy girls, kicking them, <laughs> kick, kicking them in the stomach. He, he vetoed us. But this one girl ready to rah rah, and now I'm supposed to suspend her for the whole month. He vetoed. Listen, let me tell you what happened. I'm gonna tell you what happened. Listen, man, everybody smoke weed. Some some girls got into some stuff. Okay, so we had a coaches meeting. He threw the he he threw the meeting. So he get into the meeting. He's like, okay, we're gonna vote on what we're gonna do. What's gonna be the punishment for the girls? Whatever the punishment that y'all give, that's gonna be what it is. Okay. So we go in a circle. We go name by name, right? So we give. All right, this is what it be for this one. This is what it should be for this one. He doesn't say anything at all. He doesn't say nothing. He sits and listens. He doesn't say a word. Then he goes, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. So what about this? And then vetoes the no, entire I, decision. I didn't veto it. I said, that's good. I'm glad you said that because you're saying you want to suspend her for life. And then the girl who she got into it with and did the same thing, you want to give her two days suspension. You're <laughs> like, what kind of stuff is this? Well, like, now I'm the nice guy? Or do you just not like that? Like, I think we should suspend everybody for life. That's what I said. So, but I'm the nice guy. Woos might be the nicest. He brings candy. I do. I do. Oh, God, they do. He, but Woos is mean. Woos is probably the nicest coach in the world. He's in the corner, not saying nothing. And then guess what? When Coach Dre go crazy, hey guys, it's all good. Dre tripping. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm the nice. Hey, guy. so man, because you gotta have good cop, you bad gotta, cop. Okay, right. who, who we, got the worst attitude? Oh, we'll get one of them. I, 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 I do get a little spicy. I but Dre been dealing with me, so Dre my conscience. Uh, he that good conscience, and so. <laughs> when I go a little left, he give me he give me back right. My guy, I love he him give to me death. back right. My guy, I love him to death. But yeah, definitely. He's, now, I, I, I do got the worst attitude. He, he does I do. But, but you know what? He's got way better. I'm right. glad because I got a great attitude. His Stop attitude it. sucks ass. First off, Alex tried to fight one of the kids one time. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you can't do that. But I got your back. But she wasn't doing that to me. But she said she was going to do something. I said, but Al, she could say fuck me all day. She shouldn't say fuck the coach. I said, I said, I said but Al, you understand what we're dealing with. I had to say my, dead, my dude there. I didn't know how I was going to sit him there. I, I talked to Wolves. I said, hey, Wolves, I'm about to talk about the, I got to sit down. I got, I got to have to sit my dude down because... He, you know, he shouldn't be. Not nah, he wasn't trying to fight him. Let's just get that on thing. He was not. We had to that sit that down. But we had a different group. But, but we had he, a different group. Yeah. Of but he was trying to protect the coach because disrespect is disrespect, and he was right about that. But I had to let him know how the group was. How did so? I had to tell Wu like, "Hey man, I'm about to sit him down, man. I don't know how he's gonna take this, man. I hope he don't walk away." <laughs> but I gotta let him know, man. He can't be really doing that. He can't really like. He can't. 
Like, it's okay for them to say, fuck me. I'm good with that. I'm all right with that. Like, it's okay. They don't understand the whole aspects of it right now. So, but I said that with my dude. He understood 100%. And we, we he, he've grown a lot. But yeah, I, I was worried about we that. We did have a sit down. I, yeah, I had to call him in my office. Hey, <laughs> I mean, you have a seat right here, bro. <laughs> let, let me say this. Let me say this. Hey, man, I am so excited. Yeah. About what's to come. Man, right? Uh, we've been on this uh, rocky road with Wait, Coach Dre. Rocky? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wait, huh? is that the word? Hey, Man, uh, it's been. <laughs> but here's the thing Coach stayed down yeah. for the crown. These girls been working and looking forward, moving forward. I am very excited for the incoming freshmen that we had this year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then for the eighth graders and then for what the remaining. Girls that we have, right? Yeah. And it's so funny because the COVID and everything going on, I'm just going to put a warning out there. Y'all better be ready. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. And I I actually agree with you because I'm going to say this. Me and Dre, I talked this dude off the ledge every day because it was just me and him in the gym. And he was like, man, forget the thing. And I'm like, bro, nope, you just got to relax, bro. They're going to come. And I'm telling you, one day he was like, man, forget this. I'm done. And, and then out of nowhere, Farrah comes walking down the hall. And he was like, I said, bro, you got to get out. You ain't got, got to go because you can't be in here right now. He's like, okay, I'm going, going. We, man, we worked her out. She was in some ripped jeans, man, straight off the street. Man, it was just us in the gym, nobody else. Like, it, we've, man, I, I don't. From so, where we was to now, it's 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 crazy. So like, to give a backstory is at that moment in time that was Coach Andre's first year, and so um, they have forfeited two games at the end of the season, and so moving forward to the next year, uh, majority of the kids were seniors, and we did not know who was going to play on the our varsity team. So uh, Coach Alex and Coach Dre had to shoulder tap in the hallways, and we had to. We had to uh, do lunches, and we had to bring snacks for the kids to come, <laughs> even entertain them playing a basketball season. So I watched these two dudes hustle. Uh, man, Dre did all that hustle, man, most of it. Hustle to make sure that we had a team, and we actually had a pretty good season. We did. Uh, no, the thing about it is, man, <clears throat> every team I ever have in life is going to be a blessing to me. Right. I don't care if we won two games or we won seven games or if they came somewhere high or whatever. Um, like that first team taught me so much of this about women and life. And uh, I had one young lady that had a, a kid. I was rocking a kid in my arm while they were running lines. Yeah, that's facts. <laughs> like I was holding the kid in my kid, rocking the baby while the mom was running lines. Right. And so they've taught me so much that that it's a like when you come to Jefferson High School, it's a family. Yeah. I tell it all the time: <clears throat> is you gone, you dress, you. Any of my girls call me. It's not a problem. I got their back, right? And they know that, and I've helped some already. It's like it's a fact that we're a family, right? And that's been my whole thing because I'm I'm a, I'm a family oriented person i'm not out there for the fame or, or nothing i'm out here just for the 
love of the city because I want people to be able to take care of mines. And I believe if I take care of others, when I'm not <laughs> around, people will take care of mines. And that's just what I believe. And I bring po- positive, bring positive. And I have four kids out there, and I can't be around them all the time. And so when they're not, when I'm not there, I got to believe that if my kids are getting to something, then that adult that's around is going to care for them like I would care for theirs, right? Because Dre's always been that type of dude, and I want to be that type of dude. And so I, cause I want my kids to get taken care of as well, right? Because that's why I've been think I, you know, you be good, people will be good to you. And that's where it's at. So the, <clears throat> that's the crazy thing. You know, um, the Rigo spot, we call it the village. And, Man. you know, in a village, everybody everybody helps. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's what the village is about. And that's what I believe a community needs to do. Right. Yeah. The basketball is one part of it, but we are the village. So when our kids are out catching the bus, when our kids are out in the world and in the community, if I'm not there, I have somebody that I can trust that is going to correct mine when they're wrong, give them a ride, give them a couple of dollars, give them some information when needed. And so me, my whole, for this last 20 years, because I can say I've never coached my kid. I've always coached everybody else's kid. Right. right? <clears throat> and so I've just been given to the village. And until I know my brothers here help me out with my son. And I believe that that's the model and foundation that Oregon needs to have, whatever it is. Whatever you bring to the village you need to bring that to the village. Yeah. But we can't have people just taken from the village. Right. Right. I'm going to take all the good things from it, but I'm not going to put nothing back into it. You know what I mean? And that's and, that, and that's real because that's what I see a lot of times. But that's my own personal opinion. And I want to say this <clears throat> before we get off a couple things. Um, personally, <clears throat> uh, man, Regal has been a, a complete blessing to this program. Um. I mean, I, I'm going to tell you that now. Uh, a complete blessing to the program. Because there's the success of these girls is directly because of the Rigo and this gym, this court, um, him as a person, us being able to continue to train and coach these girls on a court when the world shut down and they them being able to have year-round almost – um, access to a facility. We're going to call it a mini facility. Um, and then Woo's with getting a shooting machine for the girls and for the, just for the program. <clears throat> but <clears throat> man, it's been a, it's been a complete blessing. But, but here's the thing, Alex, here's the thing. So with anything, brother, we got to all put something in. Yeah. Right. And so when I come now, I'm a little older. I can't move. I need Andre and I need you and I need Rigo to talk to my son. Right. So the shoot machine means nothing. Right. But in the village, what can I provide for the village? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Rigo created the village. Created right? it. No. And so <clears throat> as long as we're all putting something in, it can yeah. continue to flourish. Yeah. Right. But if, if people ain't willing to put something in. Yeah. That's where the problem arises. And so uh, these brothers to me are a blessing. Yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because we have this fellowship. Right. And again, I appreciate these brothers being here because if these brothers wasn't here, who was going to pick up the slack when the gym's closed? Because we got basketball is one part of it, but who's to say, because I've seen some kids that that I've dealt with because we've been in COVID and I didn't like what I saw when I seen them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So basketball is one part of it, but seeing the kids and staying positive is another part of it. Yeah. Hey, it's like a, hey, 
We ain't trying to be like the dude off Halfbaked who was taking the people's chains out the thing, man, because he wanted to feed the girls. <laughs> he, he wanted to get a girl ice cream, man. So the dude's like, hey, give us some money. He's like, hey, let me take that money. I need <laughs> we ain't, ain't going to be like that, man. Hey, he was trying to get the girl some ice cream, man. But I feel it. But, but on another on. note, uh, I just got my drip right. Uh, hey, oh, he hit up my guy, Raheem. Right, Check. he yeah. uh, five panel me down, sweat suited me down with that Portland gear. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna make sure I rock it. Uh, where can they get that? Uh, LondonAlexander.com. Okay, and it's on there. Check us out on man. I am London Alexander on all major platforms: Facebook, Instagram, um, Snapchat, IG. I already said IG, but we're, we're on everything. Yeah, we're on everything. But I want you guys to <clears throat> what we're doing right now. This is just the the tip of what we're doing, because mm-hmm. this ain't happening nowhere else. Mm. We're not getting this nowhere else. Not here. Mm. You might be getting it somewhere else, but we're not getting this. These conversations that we're going to be having, these real these real conversations that we're having, are not being done. This platform that we're creating right now is not being done, and this is just the beginning of it. And it's going to go. It's going to be crazy. It's absolutely going to be crazy because this is special. This is fresh. Mm. I'm not going to sit here and uh, I'm like, this is crazy because when I put these wonderful people together, I didn't realize the good people I put together. Like I got real brothers now um, that's here for the right reason. And they're bringing stuff to the village. Yeah, mm. I don't gotta show up, and I know everything is good. Mm. Rigo don't gotta show up, and he know everything is good. Mm. Alex don't gotta show up, and he know everything is good. Wolves ain't gotta show up, and he know everything is good. And guess what? No one's pointing the finger of where you been, right? Right. Because that's is what we're building. Like it's crazy the what we're where we're going, and it's crazy that I see and I and I'm gonna put out there. I appreciate everybody's input to what we do. And because it's not an Andre Lawrence thing, right? Yeah. I may be the head coach of this team and I might have brought all you guys on, but where we're at now is a group effort 100%. And it's more y'all than me. Be- because I-, I appreciate everybody. And I think this, where we're about to go with this program, because I call this a real program, because that's my whole mission is to build a program, not just a basketball team. With this program, it's what's coming is this this podcast of educating the world about how to do things. Yeah, <laughs> this podcast that's gonna put the girls on uh, on the thing to talk to about what they're going through and how they think and what the girl side of things. Right, this podcast that's gonna be to interview girls and under let them know, hey, what you do, what you think, you know, getting them on there, learn how to talk. And learn how to speak, learn how to answer questions, right? The financial side of what we're about to give these girls, the the basketball part of what we're going to give these girls, right? Just the educational part that we're going to give these girls, the opportunities as a whole of what Jefferson High School slash on the court is going to give these girls. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It is. It is. It is. It's crazy. So I'm your boy, man. This is Coach Alex signing off with my guy, Dre, Rigo, Woos. Peace. Love. Yeah.